0: irreverent, entertaining, cool, you're listening to L.A. Talk
1: Radio. You're listening to Dave's Good Vibration Station with Dave Cohen right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
0: Just tuned in to Dave's good vibration station here on LATalkRadio.com, world's most listened to internet talk radio station. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything to raise your vibration. Yeah, baby. dna and your toes from your toes to your crown <laughs> welcome to dave's good vibration station this is the show where we talk about anything and everything to raise your vibration how are you guys doing today that's a rhetorical question except it's not but for yourself it's not rhetorical because hey you can call in 323-203-0815. let us know how you're doing today Or you can email me, we get a lot of emails from listeners, questions about life, about alignment. They say, I feel something, I feel like there's something more to life, but I don't know how to approach it. Well, email us questions, we'll get back to you. Well, today we have an extremely special show, as you guys know. For the past, oh, I wanna say it's it's been over a year and a half. It's been like it's been Yeah, I it's wanna say Yeah, it's been a while now. It's <laughs> been a while. We've had uh you know, we've been we've been blessed enough to have um the the one and only Bruce Rawls. If you guys are not already familiar with Bruce Make sure that you familiarize yourselves. If you're looking for high vibration information, knowledge, he is the founder of GeometryCode.com. He is the author of The Geometry Code. Talk about an amazing book. Universal symbolic mirrors of natural laws within us. Friendly reminders of inclusion to forgive the dreamer of separation. Still to this day, one of my favorite book titles. It just explains everything. It just gets right to the point. And today's show is actually the conclusion chapter, chapter 10, generation 7th of the seven hermetic laws. Today, we are going to be concluding with the last chapter, chapter 10, our book, The Geometry Code. But that's okay because it's not concluded for you. You can, of course, pick up a copy for yourself, the geometry, uh, Geometrycode.com, or you can pick it up on Amazon. Type it in, The Geometry Code, Universal Symbolic Mirrors, it will come up. Um, This book has changed my life in an extremely positive way. When Bruce uh, granted me the blessing of going through this book with him, and I was actually, I'm so honored that I have the opportunity to have gone chapter by chapter and really understand on an, on an in-depth level what it is that this, this book is really, I mean, what, what, I mean obviously we know what it's saying, but what it represents. And what it represents is, is learning how to use the laws of the universe to benefit yourself and mankind. And that's why it's my honor to once again bring on Brother Bruce. How are you doing today, my friend? Such an honor to have you on the show as always. I'm
1: um, doing just great, David. Thanks for the always lavish and, and generous introduction. And only and, uh, and, and happy always to be deserved. here as, as always. So. Oh
0: good, good, good. And, and and always deserved. You uh you've done you've done tremendous things. You really have, man. You know, you've you've opened my eyes to so many so many beautiful aspects um in relationship to the quantum world versus the 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 physical tangible world, which is all one. You know, you've opened a lot of Listener's eyes I've always, I have always get emails from people Asking questions or commenting Or just saying how Something that you said Sparked a realization Or a question Which led to something cool So, you know, it's really... Um,
1: well, that's nice to hear. Thanks. Oh,
0: it's it's true, man. It's true. It's true. Very. Yeah.
1: and and I just pass along what I get, you know. And, and as anyone who's even thumbed through the book will notice, there's tons of quotes, and I try to give credit where it's due because there's there's so many other people that have contributed to this, and I think it actually ties into our topic for today. It's 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 a generative thing where you know things come together to make something that is even you know greater than the sum of its parts kind of thing and yes. I, I think that's that's a principle that we can use on a lot of levels and um and certainly the, the intent of, of this this book throughout the discussion of the seven hermetic laws and and uh, some of the ideas at the beginning of the book about the the importance of of you know the which thought system and how modern physics ties into it and things like that uh, you know it all it all factors into an understanding that that it's really um, a choice in our mind at any given moment what we Id- want to identify with. And the seventh of the the seven hermetic laws, the law of generation or or gender, as as it's sometimes referred to, is uh, basically just wraps it all up and ties a ribbon around it, (laughs) essentially. It basically um, recapitulates and summarizes and embodies all the other laws. Because the law of mentalism, um, in order for things to to bear fruit, has to generate and things have to come together Mm. in order to to create and to propagate, whether it's on the level of the mind or on the level of form, and uh, we can we can you know go into a great deal about that. Actually, actually this one chapter, uh, which I've just really just had you know the opportunity to just touch on a few key themes, really could could uh, be a whole year's worth worth a conversation because it oh, as, in, as any of the others really, because it, it ties into so many different things and so many ways that, in a practical way, we can just look at the contents of our minds and see where we can turn things around, as Byron Katie might say, uh, and you know, just look at what's true and what's not true and and see what where the reality is for us uh, with what goes through our minds and you know wh- how we can catch things that get us into trouble. And you know, turn the, <laughs> avert a, a a course that doesn't serve us, basically, and then you know, pull out of the cul-de-sac and get back on the road, so to speak. And I th- I think this is a a, a great um, principle. Um, I'll just read the the, um, the the phrase from the Kabbalion as we've been doing. Beautiful. Every- every one of these sessions Beautiful. and it says gender is in everything everything has its masculine and feminine principles gender manifests on all planes yes and that's from the Cabalion, mm-hmm. and that's basically a reminder that in the level on the level of form where we believe we are um 99 probably plus percent of the time for most everyone right. <laughs> right. uh you know as bodies with personas or maybe personas with bodies um that's how we think we got here, you know, the yeah. sperm and an egg kind of thing, and and uh, you know, or maybe there's a few listeners that were test tube babies, but probably not too many, right? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but 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 generally, that's the, that's the mechanism, and. And, so, and we look to what we call the natural world and we see countless examples in, on the biological uh, realms of the plant and animal kingdoms. And even in the mineral world, you know, there's, there's uh, positive and negative ions that, that uh, come together in, in like a salt crystal, you know, sodium yes. ions and, yes. and chloride ions that, that make a lattice that, that basically balance those polarities out and create a neutral um, thing that's different from each of the component parts—that's—that's that's, you know, wow, u- unique and yet has aspects of the the components, and that's I think, right. you know, just a, a way of looking at how the the nature of what we create or make becomes what goes forth,
0: yes. and I,
1: I, I use that distinction um, with a tip of the hat to my uh, favorite metaphysical masterpiece which is of course in miracles that that sort of redefines those words for that particular curriculum which is to say that the things that we make uh, are things that are transient we we make a lot of things and we use inventiveness to to manufacture and fabricate a whole bunch of things in this world and yes. all you have to do is you know pull a phone out of your pocket or or flip on the computer screen, or, or you know whatever, whatever you know. Even the, the seemingly minimally technologically uh, sophisticated things like a pencil. A few years ago, uh, during uh, what was known as the Y2K era, right? About, about uh what 17 years ago now. Yeah. Just um, you know. I, I was working for a company and doing software, and and there was you know tens of thousands of dollars spent um, changing. Two-digit to four-digit years, right? Because because we wanted to make sure that that everything <laughs> went along smoothly. Right. But uh, right. you know that that whole that whole principle is is uh, one where you know we kind of forget that it's it's all tying into. Um, I think I just derailed my train of thought, but I was going somewhere with. It. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you, man. That's. Uh, but but uh, something about the Y2K. But anyway, the the uh, that that whole principle of like creates like and uh I, I guess that was what i was was leading back to is that uh, you know we we either generate um out of fear which there was and there was a lot of fear around uh, um you know the, the whole end of the world scenario or we we uh, create out of out of uh, of love there's really those, those two emotions, those two emotions that they, uh, any thought can be distilled down into nice. so if we, if we look at the contents of our minds and see all the, the vast array of thoughts and feelings that, that flip through our minds at any given moment or over the course of a day, let's say, um, if you really look at it and objectively you can classify or categorize the thoughts that, that go through your mind as either one that has its roots or its basis in – a feeling of acceptance, of kindness, of love, of appreciation, and that's why I put gratitude as as the key word for this chapter. Um, yes. because I think I think gratitude is is sort of an all encompassing feeling. Um, a lot of times we we kind of think of gratitude as of being thankful for something specific, right. but I I was hoping to to try to lead a, toward a more abstract uh, ideal. Or at least in the way that we think of, of abstraction. Um, and, and that's being happy or, or grateful for no particular reason.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> because love that's- it. I lo- that's love. No, it. Go ahead. No, no. That I'm just. A, I'm such a fan of that. And I uh, on the ride over to the station this morning, I was listening to some uh, Abraham Hicks, and uh-huh. she was just reminding us of that exact ideal. So please go oh, cool. on. Cool, <laughs> so cool. yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's it's
1: such an important thing because as long as we're our happiness or our peace of mind or, or our appreciation of 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 life is based on. Some specific or uh, or set of specific circumstances or conditions, then we're always at the mercy of uh, what seems to be going on around us, yes. which is really just a, a feedback mechanism. Yes. Uh, any anybody who studied engineering probably knows, you know, the idea of of the cause causal systems that uh, you know cause and effect relationships that are all linked together, which we kind of talked about. Last time right co- and because the cause and effect well these principles are all unrelated and they're really just ways different ways of looking at the same ineffable essence yeah, but but that quality of appreciation or gratitude that uh, is based on an idea of completion and inclusion where we're we can afford to be grateful for everyone and everything right um, from the perspective that is the identity that we all have that's beyond space and time. Yes. Now, we don't tap into that very often, but every once in a while, um, you, you hear about, well, like we just watched, you know, quite quite a few people were, that I know were watching the Olympics. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, when you talk about an athlete being in the zone or in the flow and, and where everything else doesn't exist, essentially, for, for that amount of focus and that amount of practice. And I think that's the quality of if when when we're so um, completely immersed in and being present with what we really are. Just using that as sort of an analogy that the athletes in some sense embody. Um, but if we can if we can remember to be present to the re- the reality that we all are and have um, eternally uh, that isn't contingent on any specific state. That is an enormous uh, advantage, yes, and it gives us a range of options that we wouldn't otherwise have, so and that true. range includes uh, options to be kind to be helpful to to do the things in the world that can you know be the most effective and efficacious and and uh, uh, you know be more productive even I mean so there's all kinds of benefits to to looking um, so to speak above the battleground of our dualistic uh, wants and needs and so forth, and and this law of generation is a certainly a good example of that. I think I think if we can look at in terms of um, certainly gender is a reminder to uh, of the relationships we have. Certainly the the romantic sort um, uh, come to mind with that word for a lot of people. Sure,
0: sure, absolutely.
1: And and it's it's so easy to get into a frame of mind thinking that well oh this person. Or or in a social situation or a group of people, you know, completes me. You know, whether it's a, a, a community like you were talking about, an event you went to recently, and and uh, you know, any any kind of situation where it's like, wow, I, re- I really enjoy being around, you know, certain people, kind of thing. I think that is is you know, it's great when we do that. But it's, it's, I think it's also important to look at when we shift gears into okay, now I'm not with uh, the person or persons that I think make me feel good quote unquote or complete me or balance or in in otherwise uh you know add to what i think i lack because that's sort of the unchallenged assumption that there's something missing uh and and of course the self that we think we are this just a tiny little you know blip on the radar wannabe in the cosmos <laughs> yes. how how could anything be you know complete in that uh, i mean i mean it, it's it's kind of silly i mean it's just it's preposterous when we really look at it yes. with a completely open mind and realize the self that we believe ourselves to be is a fabrication.
0: Yes, isn't that and, insane to think about? It, that? it, it is. Yes. I
1: mean, it's it's basically a convenient mechanism by which we can get around and get along in in our culture. Great. But in any kind of a you know a state, sometimes you know achieved by meditation or by uh, just you know <laughs> letting your mind. You know, focus on something. You know, like the athlete thing we we're just talking about. Right that, right. that is not the the everyday ambitions and and goals and all those not that. Not there's anything wrong with those things, but just to give yourself a little time, uh, ideally every day, to to just kind of. As the Beatles say, you know, turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. You know, yes, and 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 just to to let go of all the things that we think we need, and that's one of the things. And there's a supplement to a Course in Miracles um, called um, the Song of Prayer, and the one one line favorite line in that whole little booklet is uh, it goes: the secret of true prayer prayer is to forget the things you think you need. God. and i I think that ties into this topic really nicely because if we think we need someone or something or some right. group of people or some circumstance you know or some uh some type of food or some type of uh housing or vehicle or you know s- state of uh ecology or the weather or <laughs> fill, right. fill in the blank with anything you like, right. then we're saying my happiness my peace of mind my my gratitude is constrained yes. by this set of criteria yes. and when we do that we're just saying i've just shot my piece all the heck you know exactly exactly <laughs> I, I just said I, I just you know told myself i'm not worth it i don't deserve to have an unshakable calm and an uninterruptible peace um yes. and that's just silly but that's that, that's because we base our identity on a self that is intrinsically incomplete, right. so we, I think we have to learn to gradually um, let go of our identification with that self, not by in any kind of brute force way, but I think there's a gentle way that, that we can do it by looking at the shared interest that we have with everyone, and and seeing how that sort of egalitarian approach that that says, well, what if I could look at my interest as the same as everyone else's? Now, on the for- level of form. They're different. Right. But in truth, we all want to wake up. We all want to recognize our intrinsic oneness. We all want to uh, go beyond our limitations and to see the world differently in a way that works for everyone. Yes. And I think that is the shared interest that we can all get behind if we uh, tune into that part of ourself that wants that. Yes. And it's also, I think, an acknowledgment of, of that there is an aspect of our, our awareness, and, and you know, a lot of systems refer to that as ego, that basically is the saboteur to that awareness. Right. right. And that is the, the, the consciousness that suggests that, that differences are important and that what's in it for me is more important than what's in it for you and,
0: so true. <laughs> and all it's that so, kind of crazy stuff. It's right? so true. And you know the ego is such a wonderful trickster. You know, it's, it, oh, oh, it, yeah. it tricks us into thinking that these are the most important things in the universe, right? right. It's like, right. and uh, something that I just wanted to touch on what you said, which is, is I mean, you said it beautifully. And, um, you know, I, I feel like this is actually the root of a lot of, you know, egoic, Uh, I guess you could say false egoic attachments is what you said. We make our happiness conditional upon, well, if I have this, then I will feel this way. Well, if I have this person, it will grant me this sense of compassion or I will feel better about myself because I was able to get this person to like me or whatever it might be. Exactly. Whatever the conditions are. All yep. you're doing is reinforcing the ego's power. You're basically right, right. saying, "Well, source side of me, um, you have nothing to offer. <laughs> 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 only, only the you know the dense, tangible, physical uh, confirmations will satisfy my emptiness." Right. And And it has nothing to do with being an ascetic
1: either or going off and living in a cave or or depriving yourself of the usual human, uh, you know, quote-unquote needs and wants. Uh, It has nothing to do with that, but it has everything to do with looking at your mind and seeing how am I psychologically setting myself up to be addicted to or dependent on or some way constrained by uh, a set of circumstances or a limited – um, pre, you know self-prescribed um, range of of scenarios that that may or may not happen the way that the way that I the little I want them to go
0: yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah.
1: so 100%. so on to opening this chapter I, I started out with a a poem that was actually made into a song by a very favorite musician, Michael Hedges, who passed on some years ago. I got to hear him in concert a number of times. He was just amazing, oh, uh, just a stellar guitarist, a guitarist, guitarist, and uh, as well as uh, just a fabulous musician. anyway, he he took um, a poem from e e. Cummings and uh, and basically you know put that lyric to music. That's beautiful. And, and I, I quote at right at the beginning of this chapter, it says, "Here is the deeper secret nobody knows. Yes. Here is the root of the root. And the bud of the bud and the sky of the sky of a tree called life, which grows higher than soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. Wow. And and that I to me is like
0: that. oh my goodness it's just
1: it's just so symbolic because it's basically not only does it have sort of a a, a biological metaphor uh, It actually kind of reminds me Did you ever see the old Star Trek the original series yes. episode of the tri-
0: Tribbles De- uh, yes yes absolutely yeah, yeah. I and love Star Trek they, they, they,
1: <laughs> they were born, they were born pregnant yes you know so, so within us the seed contains the infinite flowering. Of all future generations, you know, metaphorically. Wow. But that's true in our minds, even though it's, it's a metaphor, um, you know, physically, um, you know, the genetic material being the, the emissary of that, that lineage and propagation. Right. But the carrying our heart in, you know, everyone's heart in our heart is really basically shared interest. It's basically yes. saying your interests and mine are not different. Right. And then it ties it back in, right into the whole idea that we've talked about on this series of programs a number of times, of that modern physics really corroborates and, and beautifully reinforces all the ancient mystical traditions and a lot of modern psychology that's based in non-duality that suggests that you know the idea of differences is really um, just sort of a quantum illusion. It's basically yes. a, a a misperception. That, as Einstein said, it's a you know a, a delu- optical delusion of consciousness that we, yes. uh, because of the way we wired our bodies, we see th- differences where, in truth, according to physics, none exist. But but we, you know we obviously couldn't navigate if we. We said, well, that pencil's the same as a door and that tree's the same as an, an aardvark. And, right. you know, <laughs> it would <be> <laughs> we, we, wouldn't get, we wouldn't get along too well in the world. So we're not talking <laughs> yes. about that kind of common sense difference. But but the difference of the heart, right. if, we, if we say, yes. in my heart, my essence is different than yours or anyone else's, whether it's a political figure on TV or or a, 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 what has been called a terrorist group in another part of the planet or whatever. Right. If we think that that the love and fear that's going on in the minds of anyone that we come across in our life is any different from anyone else – then we're essentially barking up the wrong tree. Yes, yes. we're 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 drawing from the egoic root, which says that that division is important, instead of falling back to the trunk and seeing we're all the same. And that I think that metaphor is really ties into this quote as well as other parts of this chapter. I tried to bring that is again from the law of cause and effect of the previous chapter to to gender and generation too, because it's things propagate uh, according to their kind. So yes. if you if you plan a um, you know, an avocado pit, uh, and do the right things uh, in the soil and, and water and so forth. Eventually, you get an avocado tree and more avocados and, exactly. and more pits and so on and so forth. Exactly. But but uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna get an aardvark and you're not gonna get a person and <laughs> yes. so, you know. But, it's, it's, but I think that gets really complicated quickly because of the diversity in our space time world. But I think it, to make it real simple, yes. there's something that anyone can relate to if they want to look at it, and, of course, that's the big, the big if. Of, of course. <laughs> and that, and that yes. is, can we, can we look at things in terms of what is it for? Is it for mm. bringing together or is it for bring, or pulling apart?
0: The intention. that's in,
1: Intention is everything. Yes. And the intention of unification or seeing the sameness ah. that leads to that oneness uh, is a very, very different um, – intention than everything else that the ego throws at us that tries to to reinforce the belief in separate interests and, and, and differences.
0: It's, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was, I was just going to say, I think that, um, you know, that what you just said, the intention of unity, you know, reaching for the intention of unification, um, is the hands down, One of the most powerful states of mind to embody, as opposed to, just like you said, you know, feeding the intention of self satisfaction. Now, there's nothing wrong with satisfying self. It's good to satisfy self, but satisfying self through which manners, through which, which, avenues are you taking to satisfy self and is the intention for the well-being of just you or is it for the intention of the well-being of you and those around you and mankind and the right, planet right. and you know so it just goes on and on and on and like you said intention is everything intention sure. is everything um, so please go on yes yeah and, and I think I think that's a, a clue right there is is
1: if, if we can um, watch what's going through our mind look at our motivation for everything the why of everything that we do, not in any kind of, you know, c- compulsive, crazy-making way, but just, just whenever we f- – particularly when we feel out of sorts yes. or a little little tilt indicator on in our inner dashboard, so to speak. Yes. If there's any kind of a uh, – something that doesn't feel quite right, usually um, there's some aspect of I'm doing this for me at the expense of. Right. You know, at, and fill in the blank, right? And and or may or it could be the way they win, it, way around. It could be a martyrdom kind of thing. I'm doing this for so and so at the expense of my peace, and in ne- neither of those, if it's not completely inclusive, and and if the the self that we think we are isn't included in that that all inclusive self, then uh, either way, you know, it it has to include everyone, including the, the who we think we are, uh, in order to to be a, a, a joyous and peaceful intention. And I think that's can be really really helpful. Just just to kind of look at that at the expense of phrase. Whenever we're, we're looking at the why we're doing anything,
0: absolutely. And,
1: yeah. yeah. So it, in one of the sections in here, I, I, I a couple of my I, <laughs> I was kind of looking at the uh, the two thought systems that that started this book off. You know, the, the thought system of inclusion, where if we come from a place where we're all at our heart uh, the same essence, the same. Expressing in very different ways, you know, in terms of the level of form. But in our heart of hearts, when we when we can look at everyone and realize, at at that deepest level, we really are all the same. We're all battling this the same drama of trying to uh, navigate through a world that's reflecting to us our thoughts. Yes, and the the thoughts are either of those two generations or those two kinds, Um, and the. The egoic thoughts beget or generate egoic outcomes, and the selfishness and the "what's in it for me only" at the expense of kind of thinking generates more of that frustration and grievances, so and true. it's the attack-defense cycle, and and you know it's wars large and small, and every you know everything in between you know propagate from that whole uh, misunderstanding it's it's not it's not anything that we need to feel bad about just when our we catch ourselves doing that just say hey this doesn't work this this just leads me further into the dream matrix of of thinking that that i'm at the mercy of instead of being in that um glorious position of being merciful too all, yes. and uh, so so that's where I think the two thought systems make make a huge difference. So the, so this first uh, you know one of these earlier sections in this chapter is everything begets everything. So so if we're basically coming from a place of loving kindness, then that then begins to propagate in terms of our relationships and our relationships with everyone and everything. Right. Then begin to take on the characteristics of that. Uh, identity that that nature. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, uh, it...
1: and the opposite, of course, is true. Exactly. <laughs> and we know all too well how that works. So exactly. do, do go on. Sound
0: like oh. it. Oh. No, I was just going to say, you know, I think that, um, you know, when we have an expectation for a certain experience or if we expect a certain response from someone in our lives, we create the vibrational (laughs) space to allow them to react that way to us. So um, something I – I've I've been doing a little bit of a – just a quirky test with the universe (laughs) and, of course, I can never test the universe. If anything, I'm just – I'm just – I'm just proving my own power to myself, um, to where you know there's certain people in my life that uh, you know we we all. We all, we all wish certain people could be certain ways, right? As much as, as much as, oh we say, yeah, oh yeah, as much as we say we don't want to control <laughs> anyone, it would be very nice to control them. But, of course, or all or, out we, of, or
1: we think or we think it would be nice, or
0: to. we think it would be nice, exactly. <laughs> and of course, all out of love, compassion, only, only for the purpose of high vibration and unification consciousness. Nothing, for the purpose of greed or well, uh, well, that's that's if we're looking at that part of our mind, but ah. Honest and looking at the
1: the the other cesspool arena, Very that that's true. where I think it takes tremendous honesty to see it's how true. crappy <laughs> that that thought system is, it's and not so condemn true. it, but just to look at it gently and say, "Wow, that's never gotten me anywhere, has it?" <laughs>
0: yes, it's so true. It's so true. And yeah. what what I've been noticing is. If I change my vibrational expectation with the person that I'm interacting with, mm-hmm. they literally will and I mean, you know, it's it's a matter of changing your focus in one moment to the next and almost having and releasing certain attachments and just saying, you know what, I'm going to convince myself in this moment that I don't have this attachment. And I'm just gonna let it go and see what happens. You notice that You know, you can have you could be having one conversation with with a person and change your vibrational expectation of them. And literally the next moment you could be having a completely different conversation regarding almost like let's say that the moment the prior moment that person had a certain belief on something. Well, you can change your expectation of what you feel from them, your expectational vibration and in the next moment they could literally be almost agreeing with you with uh, uh, countering what they were just agreeing with in that previous moment so it's just sure, like sure. it's literally like we are you know we're interacting with with different versions there's an you know an infinite number of parallel planes with an infinite number of parallel yous <laughs> so right. You know right. Every... And
1: I, I think that involves looking at carefully yes. and with with kindness to ourselves. When we you know start to do this, sometimes it can get a little overwhelming, and not to get blindsided by it, but just just to kind of watch the contents of your mind throughout the day, and just notice when you've picked up the metaphoric sword and you're out to do battle again. And it can be pretty darn pretty darn subtle. You know, it, it can be wow. such a you know simple thing of oh, I'd really prefer that. Uh, um, you know, someone in my household does something w- with the, the sink or the refrigerator or the laundry a certain way, you know. Sure. I mean, just, just kind of everyday stuff. Or it can be something, you know, larger. It could be, you know, if only these politicians would do this or not do that. Um, sure. You know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, but in, and everything in between. Um, but just watching it that stuff going through your mind and, and seeing when you've picked up the sword seeing and it's like like whoa how did that get in my hand again you know yeah exactly <laughs> you know, when it's like and you're exactly. ready to do battle you know it's yes. like wait a minute is this is my is my piece worth worth this wow is my piece worth tying into that thought system and i think it's i like a, another metaphor i find really helpful is kind of the two directors cuts you know when you watch a dvd um Sometimes people will notice on the, in the extras and the, the settings, um, you can you can turn on and off the director's commentary on some movies. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that the ego's commentary is this <laughs> blather that goes on and says, "Oh, you should be upset about this," and yes. and why didn't they do that? And and right. I mean, it, it's 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 exhausting to listen to that,
0: <laughs> it's so and true. that's why you know.
1: And another favorite quote of a, from A Course in Miracles is I'm going to paraphrase you the strain of constant judgment is virtually intolerable but that's what we do is when we judge things based on our little separate self and its needs you know the things I think I need uh, <laughs> and that's that's the ego's form of prayer right is going on and on about oh I wish this could happen or I wish this didn't happen all the expectations and, and attachments and aversions to outcomes you know all that stuff just watching that and watch that whole circus in the mind and just say, okay, I'm going to put the ego in the passenger seat and let that inner kindness teacher take over the driver's seat. And that's, I think, you know, metaphorically when we switch in our decision-making faculty – from the ego to what, of course, Miracle's called the Holy Spirit or yes. the, you know, the author of, the, of that curriculum, which is this infinitely loving, infinitely kind self that we all have. It just gets buried over with a bunch of crap that doesn't serve us. Exactly. And, we, and we have to remember that that is a choice at every moment. Exactly. And every situation then becomes an opportunity to look at the archetypes of what's what's happening and st- start to generalize and say well gee i i didn't get a i didn't fly off the handle with that person at the at, in the grocery store or in the checkout line maybe I could apply that to a family member that i'm having you know more long term issues with yes. or, or or maybe the family yes. members are are not a problem but, but but the you know people you just meet once in a while you know at a, at a airline ticket counter or whatever, you know. Uh, you know, it could be somebody, just some chance acquaintance that, you know, some people have different issues with different types of people, but, but right. it's all the same stuff, ultimately. And it's all, um, all can be generalized. And that's where this this uh, last of the seven hermetic laws, I think, is really kind of a wrap up and basically saying that if we can learn to generalize and see moment to moment, second to second, how our minds are constantly choosing between those two thought systems, between loving kindness and the, the the really basically self-abusive, hateful system that basically suggests that that the differences are more important than the intrinsic similarities and and sameness in in, in each of our heart of hearts. Um, and and that awareness um, can be generalized. The more we practice looking at the contents of our minds and seeing what is generating see seeing what's being propagated uh in our life and and follow the tra- trajectory of those thoughts and and see what happens as a result of this what grows what what fruit is born from that seed
0: yes yeah. Yeah. yes what cultivates in that garden you know yeah yeah yes yes no it's so true it's so true and and you know as a as a global community, if we were to take the responsibility of learning this information and applying it on, you know, a moment-to-moment basis or at least as often so we could remind ourselves, you know, the literally the entire electromagnetics of the planet would change in an instant. I mean, if, if, if people, if let's say as a global community, let's say, oh, 50% of the population of the planet just had this... Insane awakening overnight, and uh, people understood the relationships between the ego self and the source self—the you know the uh, inner being, higher self, whatever you want to call it—the the the light within you. Um, if people were to develop this relationship that we've been talking about over the show today, uh, and actually, I mean, really. At the end of the day, it comes down to no matter what we're talking about, it really comes down to what is your relationship with your ego, in comparison to what is your relationship with your source, and then how mm-hmm. do they work in yep. concert together? You yes. know, as a global community, if if half if half of this global community understood this and actually started practicing these uh, ideals, and and then you know being inspired to action that is planted from the seed of source and then anytime the ego does you know pick up that like you said that metaphorical sword you look down you say wait how did this get in my hand again how <laughs> you know <laughs> uh-huh, put uh-huh. that sword down and focus yeah. on what source has to say about the situation the electromagnetics of the planet would would totally I mean, they would change, they would shift, there would be abundance, there would be uh, less famine, the water would be cleaner. I truly believe that, you know, the people's intention has so much to do with the collective experience of planet Earth. And, right, um, right. you know, almost going going a little bit, I wouldn't say deeper, but going one step further with that is, um, you know... Unification, just like you said Not only is it finding that relationship Within, you know, yourself with your source And then developing a healthy relationship with your ego But there's also that that sense of unification so if we can all see you know the masculine the feminine if we can unify those energies within our body the yin and the yang and then as we unify in our body the masculine and the feminine energies then we can easily more easily resonate with those around us because When we're in balance, we attract others that are in balance. And as those people get into a greater balance, we unify. So I guess what I'm getting to is as we unify the energies in our body, it projects outward and then, you know, the exterior, which seemed to be exterior, there's no such thing as exterior as we know, but the illusion of the exterior seems to unify as well. So I think that's such a powerful part of this chapter being the masculine and the feminine energies the 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 gender identity is understanding that there is always a masculine and a feminine in all of us in everything just like you said it down to the down to the minerals you know uh it's it's there is the yin and the yang, you know. Right here, um, it says form fragmenting away from unity. Um, all animal, uh, all human, animal, plant, and even mineral life that occupies form, space, and time exhibits divergence, division, and fragmentation. The classic example from um, genetics is that we have two parents, four grandparents, eight great grandparents. Uh, you know, just, it just you know add almost in in. It's infinity. It goes. It is infinite. There well, is no. I, I, I put
1: in there, I think further on in that same paragraph, kind of a little conundrums like, well, if that's true, and we have all these, you know, sixteen, what is it? Great, 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 great <laughs> right? So many great, great grandparents and so right. on isn't the population explosion going backwards in time? Wow, and, and wouldn't there have crazy. to be more people than have ever lived on the planet in order to, to provide all the genetic material for each of us? It's like, <laughs> that's- I never quite figured that one out, but oh, anyway, wow. I'll, I'll leave that to, your listeners as an assignment and then somebody <laughs> figures that out and get get back to us right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: definitely definitely <laughs> but one of the things that you said David I think was really interesting and and and, and a, certainly a worthy worthy goal and that is to you know to in, to minimize the suffering in the world and to increase the kindness and and the things that lead to peace and and definitely that's that's a worthy goal at the same time however i think there's a a really uh, insidious Trap in that, yes. and that is in thinking. Um, you know, once again, it's it's the ego strategy of thinking. Well, if the world is better, yes. then I'll be better. Exactly. You know, and and it has nothing to do yes. with with what happens or doesn't happen in the world. That, and and that was um, one of the earlier um, writings or, or something of uh, uh, Deepak Chopra. You know, basically, is the attachment to outcomes. And he talks about that, mm. and and then and Krishnamurti. There was a quote that I saw on Facebook that propagated around and came around again the other day that i, I thought it was just brilliant and he says you know what my secret is i'm going to paraphrase this of course like i do pretty yes. much everything yes. he says i i don't care what happens ah uh-huh. yes and, 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 and <laughs> what he means by it's not that he doesn't care about the intention sure. of people because sure. because that's where it's where it counts but the intention um, is completely different than the reflection or the manifestation of what happens on the level of space and time and this this drama that we appear to be actors on a vast stage in. and And that, I think, is again where we're freed up uh, to to truly make a, a more positive difference when we can remember that it's always and only about the mind. And I, I, yes. I noticed you were talking about bodies, but what if what if we were to shift? The attention from the body to the mind, not to ignore the body, yes. but just just to realize well where we actually can do the most good, and 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 truly where our ultimately our only real freedom lies is in the mind. Yes, and I, I think the the um, sort of the in the or, the earlier days of my psychology studies, I remember studying B.F. Skinner and this sort of behavioral kind of things, and then that kind of tied into the Newtonian worldview of the billiard ball physics that you know preceded the quantum era. And in a sense, those are important concepts because mm-hmm. the egoic thought system is consistent with that um predetermined kind of a pattern. And that's why I tied into later on in the chapter um a diagram that from a, a colleague named Alexander marchand who wrote a really cool little book called The Universe is a Dream. And in it he he made a diagram that I sort of um, I tried to give credit his, and then basically um, put a a variation of what he put it in there. Whenever we forgive ourselves for indulging in uh, a thought system that doesn't serve us, Mm. um, in a sense, what we're doing is we're basically undoing uh, our involvement in that fear thought system. So, whenever we truly forgive ourselves and each other. Um, we're sort of like making a quantum jump out of this this spiral. Um, if if you happen to have that book handy, it's on page one ninety. I put a little diagram. That's oh beautiful. It's, uh, the quantum forgiveness hyperjumps inspired by the map of time illustration from Alexander's book, um, and uh, he's he's written several books that are quite good, cool little cartoons. You, oh, I love it! I love really it. Really get into it. Um, True and it, it basically, he Yes. Goes to non dual metaphysics. With a, a cartoon book series that is just brilliant, and uh, so this was inspired by his illustration. But the idea being that that you know we're always chasing around the periphery, trying to make the our world outside us make us happy, which of course is a, uh, ultimately a fruitless task and and one doomed to failure. But Very we can uh, identify with the 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 uh, the person in the car, meta- the vehicle metaphorically, that isn't. The uh, ego, uh, <laughs> that inner, I like to think of the inner kindness teacher as the, the optimal driver of our, our, uh, our path through life. Yes, definitely. That in, in instructs us at every turn to forgive ourselves and ah. to forgive each other for investing in an identity that doesn't serve us. Yes. And that, that gets us out of the fear loop and, and gets us closer and closer to the heart of the awareness that uh, says, like Krishnamurti said, you know, I don't care what happens. Because yes. if we can really truly be yes. free and independent of external results and, and and find the peace and the gratitude and the fulfillment in our mind yes. and recognize that, that everyone exists in our mind, which is kind of a boggling concept, <laughs> um, that, that that really is liberating. I, I also it put is. in this last chapter um, an experience that I had several years ago. Um, gosh, I guess it's been a better part of a decade now. Uh, when I was, uh, my wife and I had moved several years prior to, to Southern Oregon, and for a number of reasons, uh, both family as well as as financial, uh, she she took a temporary job working for a chiropractor that was, uh, um, you know, connected with a family member uh, in California, and this this went on for a year and a half or so. And during that time, about every six weeks, uh, I would drive down from oregon where we had our place there and and you know visit her temporarily you know and for a few days and then and then come back and then she'd do the same thing every you know about every five six weeks or so give or take but the morning that she was about to leave and we would packed the u-haul uh with her things to go to california she was lying asleep uh next to me and i realized i was missing her already wow and then it's a big aha experience where i realized wait a minute where does she exist she exists in my mind yes isn't <laughs> yes. that amazing isn't that oh cool so, so i think you can extrapolate that and generalize that so that it yes. sounds like we're getting close to the end of your, your time slot so i just want to finish that idea with, with the idea that we can generalize
0: uh this feeling of inclusion yes. and that is very liberating no it absolutely is bruce and you know I think one of the most powerful lessons that you have taught me, that your book has taught me, um, that your writings and your website has taught me really is, you know, at the end of the day, everything really does exist in the mind. And if we can just remind ourselves... That everything we experience, everything we do to anybody else around us, we are only doing to ourselves. Anything Bingo. we experience exterior is just a manifestation of the interior state of consciousness. You got go, it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to you, Bruce. You know, like well, I'm, I'm, I'm able to to you know view life through the eyes of Source when I allow my ego to step aside and. You know, it's the greatest blessing one could ever ask for. So, really, I just want to say all the unconditional love, appreciation, well-being, abundance, happiness, joy, and laughter from my heart to yours, from our hearts to yours. And, um, yeah, you're just the best, Bruce. We really love you, man. And Thank I, you,
1: David. It's so mutual.
0: I can't believe we, we actually... Finish the geometry code. That's we're, we're gonna have <laughs> well, to do like a summarization episode. Well, yeah, we well, you know, could, could touch back
1: into sacred geometry, which we really haven't haven't uh, done talk much about uh, for this last ten episodes. So yes. so we could maybe dive back into that before we get back into the... That'll be wonderful. That'll be wonderful, stuff again, dude, so in The stuff again, Dan the yeah.
0: That's wonderful. Well, hey, listeners, make sure to check out geometrycode.com. Pick up your own copy of the Geometry Code Universal Symbolic Mirrors of Natural Laws Within Us, Friendly Reminders of Inclusion to Forgive the Dreamer of Separation. Bruce, once again, I love you so dearly and uh, all the love to your loved ones and everyone else. A big blanket of love to the whole entire globe and uh that sounds very inclusive thank you yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and ditto yeah, for me yes. thank you brother thank you thanks thanks so much david thank and you, to all bro. the listeners yes yes and uh we'll see you very soon we'll see you very soon all right, listeners, love you guys. All the unconditional love, light, happiness, abundance, joy, and laughter from my heart to yours as well. And, of course, from Bruce's to yours. We love you guys so dearly and are so thankful for all that you contribute to the show here. Make sure to follow us at Good Vibes Station, And we will see you guys next Sunday. Love you all. Bye-bye.